Hello, and welcome to The Unique CPA. I'm your host, Randy Crabtree. The goal of our show is to keep you at the forefront of the changing face of public accounting by having conversations with fascinating leaders and bringing you their stories, insights, and advice. The Unique CPA podcast is brought to you by Trimerit, the specialty tax professionals. As some of you may be aware, May is Stroke Awareness Month. So today we're going to do a special show highlighting stroke awareness. Uh, we'll probably go into other areas as well. But stroke awareness is really a passion of mine. And the reason for that is I am a stroke survivor. I had a stroke six years ago, right at the beginning of tax season in 2014. Today, uh, we'll be talking to a guest who is a CPA and also a stroke survivor. We'll get to his introduction in a second. But before we do that, I just want to give you, because it is Stroke Awareness Month, and that really this is a passion of mine, I want to give you some background on what a stroke is and who it affects and maybe even some education on how to recognize the signs of stroke. So a couple things on stroke. So what a stroke is, is it's really a, it's an interruption of blood supply to the brain. And there could be two ways that that happens. One through a clot, which is the most common, probably, I think I heard the numbers of close to 87% of strokes are caused by clots into the brain, stops blood flow. And when that happens, the brain starts dying in that area. And then the other way is uh, for a, a artery, a vessel to burst in within the brain. And then so you have bleeding within the brain and the same thing happens. The brain starts to die immediately when it loses that flow of blood and oxygen to it. Who does this affect? There's about 800,000 people a year in the U.S. Uh, that will have a stroke. Unfortunately, about 140,000 of those will die each year from stroke. It's really the leading cause of disability worldwide because when that blood flow stops to the brain that, uh, again, like I said, cause those cells to die in whatever area of the brain that the, the clot or the burst happens in, that part of the, the body uh, can turn to, into a disability area. Uh, the good news is, if there is good news with stroke, but the good news is that 80% of strokes are preventable. I'm not going to really go into how they're preventable, but you know, lifestyle changes, eating habits, controlling issues you can control, blood pressure, cholesterol, those types of things. You can see online, Google uh, stroke prevention, you'll find a lot of things out there. But what I want to really explain to you, not only are they preventable, but you can reduce the severity of a stroke by quick reactions to a stroke. And some of you may have heard this before, but there's an acronym out there called FAST. And some people call it BFAST. But let me give you the FAST acronym first. FAST stands for F is for face. If someone's face is drooping on one side, that's a sign they're having a stroke. A is for arms, have someone hold out their arms, and if one arm sags or can't be held up, that's a sign they're having a stroke. S is for speech, uh, someone is slurring or having difficulty speak, that's a sign that they're having a stroke, and T is for time. The biggest tool you have if you think someone's having a stroke is time, and time to call 911. The quicker you get someone to the hospital, the more likely the severity of their stroke uh, can be reduced. And, and for me, this was very important. When I had my stroke back in 2014, I lost the ability to speak. So we wouldn't be talking here today. We wouldn't have this podcast here today, which you know I enjoy, hopefully you do too, but we wouldn't have this if the person I was with did not understand fast. The person I was with was my brother. He got me to the hospital within probably 15 minutes, and I was very fortunate that 
that my speech came back uh, fairly fast. The other thing I want to highlight here is that uh, this is a passion of mine, and I'm very fortunate to have last year been named the president of a nonprofit called Stroke Survivors Empowering Each Other. Uh, we call it CEO. Uh, the website is actually sseo.org. Uh, CEO's goal is to support stroke survivors and their families. So you can get a lot of information by going to CEO if you have any other further questions on stroke. All right, to get to our guest today, I teased him before, but uh, uh, who I would like to welcome to the show today is Dave Redke. As I said, Dave is a stroke survivor. He is also managing partner of Williams & Company PC, who is a top 400 CPA firm with offices in Iowa and South Dakota. In addition to his role as managing partner, Dave is also the partner in charge of the Ottawa, Iowa office. That's probably the longest I've ever went before I got to the introduction of our guest, but Dave, welcome to the show. Welcome. Yeah. Good I, to see you. Yeah, it's glad to be. And, and we are seeing each other. Uh, just so everybody knows, this is, we are taping this on April 21st. We will be re releasing it in May. Um, and even when we release it, I'm guessing people will still be in quarantine from COVID-19. But Dave and I are, are, are in that situation right now. I'm, I'm at my home um, and we are on a Zoom call, so we can't see each other, which, which, is, uh, which is great. So Dave, obviously you heard what the goal of the show is today and we, we want to right. talk about stroke. And, and, and you and I are fortunate to, to still uh, um, be out working after our strokes. Um, I really don't have any residual effects that I could feel. And I know you've talked about some, but I thought maybe you can give us a quick uh, recap of your stroke. I know you had it. You also had yours in tax season, January 2010. And I don't know if you can give us a little uh, background on what happened and how you knew it. Your stroke story, I guess. Okay, sure. Uh, so actually, it was a Saturday, but uh, on Friday night, I had came home and I had said to my wife that, Boy, we're in the best shape we ever have been heading into tax season. Can't be any better than this and felt relaxed and stuff. The next day I says, I'm going to run in for a little bit, clean up a few more files and then come home. I don't have much to do. So came home at noon and that's when I says, boy, I just don't feel quite right. And then I was struggling getting my belt buckled and she says, do we need to go to the hospital? And I walked out to the car and got into the car without saying yes. And so she knew right away that, okay, we better go because um, I don't do that very often. <laughs> In fact, never <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> as a guy. Yep. Uh, and so she took me to the hospital and luckily we're in a town of 3,000 people. So it was four blocks away and uh, got in there. And, and at that point in time, I was having difficult speaking and, and so forth. And so, you know, they did some testing and they, you know, determined that, you know, I was, I had a small stroke and, and uh, spent the night in the hospital. And as I kept that night, you know, kept uh, going that night, you know, I was having more and more difficult speaking just because I was getting more tired. But luckily, you know, the, uh, my main doctor was out of town, but Another doctor was in contact with him all the time, and uh, she uh, went home like at 8 o'clock, came back, checked on me at 10 o'clock, came back at midnight, checked on me. You know, being in a small town, they, uh, they really, you know, wanted to make sure things were going okay. And, and then uh, by Monday, my doctor said, we're going to send you home because 
you're going to get better sleep at home. So I went home and he says, the best thing you can do is just sleep. Don't, uh, you know, don't watch TV. Don't do anything. Just let your brain rest because it's been such a traumatic experience for your body. Just a huge shock on your system. And so I did that and, um, and then had my MRI. Um, I think it was like on Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever, but, uh, you know, the key part there is just a lot of rest and, and stuff. And then once you get, uh, get over that a little bit, then, then take some time and, you know, just walk, get those brain waves going back through your brain. That's the key part is, you know, don't try to come back too quick, but, you know, I, I did come back a couple weeks and, and, uh, started working half days, but then went home at noon and slept till about eight, got up and eight and then slept till the next morning. Cause you are just totally exhausted. So the key part is that breath. That's for sure. Yeah. I had the same thing. I, I, I would, within a few weeks, went back into the office, but I actually, um, every day and I never was a napper before every day, the same thing, just you're completely exhausted. Um, and, and I, I actually bought a, a special like recliner chair for the office and tried to sleep in there, uh, um, a little bit, uh, but that didn't work out too well. We ended up coming. Yeah. So, so how did that affect you during tax season then? Were you a, were you, you know, the whole tax season, you know, a few hours a day or what happened? Yeah, pretty much uh, through tax season, at least through uh, end of March, I was probably only in the office a half a day. And, and so I had other um, other offices stepped up and helped out. Uh, the employees here in my office really stepped up because they wanted to, you know, make sure that I got my rest. They didn't want me in here too long. So uh, the whole firm really stepped up and, and you know, we as a I had some other people kind of make a few decisions, but uh, we had meetings in the morning instead of uh, like we usually did at night, you know, kind of did that uh, eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, we'd get together as shareholders instead of uh, usually what we would do is, you know, four o'clock and, and get together and then go out to eat and so forth. But uh, we switched that all around just to accommodate that. And, and so, you know, everybody in the firm really worked good because they, you know, it, everybody cared about everybody else. Cause we did have, you know, we've had some other people with same situation and uh, we've all pit, pitched in. It's kind of like uh, being out here in the Midwest to the farmers, they uh, pitch in to help their neighbor. Yeah. That to have that support is so awesome. And that's one thing that we do with the uh, CEO is just that support aspect. Is that, was there any organizations that you got involved with in your area or was that support of your firm and your family, what you needed? Pretty much just the firm was enough because, you know, we have, uh, at that point in time, we probably had 65 employees. We've got about 75 now, but still 65 people, you know, caring because I'd, I'd get an email or, you know, get a phone call. Because uh, as managing partner, I would send birthday cards. So I got several cards from employees that, you know, wish me well and stuff like that. So it was just a neat feeling that people cared and gave you that encouragement to move on so you didn't get say depressed and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I can understand that. Probably the key that. part though. Yep, go yeah, ahead. The key part though was that uh, being able to talk like you had said, uh, because as I got later in the day, sometimes I still would get so exhausted that uh, I'd have a tough time talking. It's like, uh, you know, this is not a good feeling. <laughs> so, no, not at all. Is that still an issue at all or is that is that cleared up? 
that's pretty much cleared up. You know, it, it took a few years because I could tell in the top of my head where uh, some of the, you know, damage was. And they even pointed out that spot and I could feel it for several years past that. Really? That when I got really tired, that, that, that spot would start hurting Really, and and then so, but that's but that's great. Not not anymore because that is that is one of the major issues that a lot of stroke survivors run into is a, called aphasia, where it's just have a hard time. In fact, the Pat's president of CEO before me, she had aphasia and she dealt with it very well. But that's a it's a very common uh, uh, disability with stroke survivors. So I'm glad that you uh, are past that. So back to that uh, that tax season then, you know, obviously it sounds like your partners and everybody in the firm was working well with you. Being managing partner back then and still managing partner now was there, did you have to give any of those roles to other people at the time or obviously everybody was just helping out? I didn't at that point in time because I was going to wait until I'll see what happened by the end of tax season because during tax season, we, uh, as a firm, we really don't get together very often as shareholders, uh, you know, being seven offices and, you know, a couple hundred miles apart with, you know, the furthest office, it's not that easy to get together. So we, we tend to get together in March and we probably did that. I'm sure, uh, you know, it's been a few years ago since, uh, and then we usually get together after tax season. And I know we did get together then. So, and by then I was feeling pretty good that I could go the whole day and, you know, just make sure that still I got, plenty of hours of sleep at night. You know, it wasn't like I was staying up till midnight and two o'clock and yeah, oh, no. <laughs> running no. around all day. <laughs> it's not <laughs> even night. possible. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I agree. Oh, another passion of mine is, uh, is craft beer. And I didn't have any craft beer for a long time after that either. <laughs> that, that, I didn't have enough energy to have any beer. I'm very fortunate now that the craft beer part has come back as well. Um, <laughs> In fact, you and I, we, we discussed uh, uh, taping this podcast back, oh, what was it, in October, November last year, uh, sitting having a drink at a bar in Hawaii, which That's is a great. great place to come up with this idea. So uh, I'm glad that you uh, agreed at the time, but uh, we had a fun time in Hawaii, didn't we? That's right. Yeah. yeah it was a little rainy for a couple of days, but otherwise, uh, some great uh sessions and, yep. and conversation with everybody there with yep. our association. Not a bad place to have a conference. Um, so, so I think we'd be a little remiss if we didn't uh, bring up the current uh, situation that we're going through, you know, everybody, not only, you know, CPA firm wide, but countrywide and worldwide is dealing with the COVID-19 uh, right now. Obviously you've been through adversity already and been through adversity in tax season. Do you think anything you guys went through there and you personally went through there maybe gave you a little bit of insight on how to handle things today? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it probably uh, kept me a little bit calmer and, and sitting back and thinking, how do we do this with our employees because uh you know and also looking at it from the angle of the employees they you know like various different levels you know some employees were very nervous about being out in the public uh got some employees that are pregnant and they don't want to be out at all so you know looking at it from a perspective of okay you know how do i protect them how to make sure everybody's you know as protected as possible i guess is is probably the best way to put it and so we acted fairly quickly and, and had everybody start working at home. And, and you know, luckily we're in the cloud, so it's, it was pretty easy for that to happen. Uh, we had moved 
to the cloud in 2007. So we've been there quite a while. So, uh, you know, we, we had a discussion about that uh, with the shareholders. Uh, that was a good thing that we did that. And we had several employees that have said that since then, that uh, it's, it was pretty easy to move home. And uh, quite a few took the three monitors home and hooked them up to their kitchen table and went away to work. Yep, yep. That's. Uh, I actually read an article this week. I don't remember what uh, uh, what website it was on, but it was talking about uh, the the accounting profession in general that they see that this could become a more norm thing because firms are seeing very good productivity. I don't know. Do you think this is going to become more of a norm? Um, what do you think? I think. I think maybe a little bit. I think you know we've got some people that are not as productive at home and they'll even admit that. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing that we've done is we've done a couple remote audits. And one was uh, a nursing home that uh, a bookkeeping service, I'll just call it, uh, keeps their books. And so that one, we, you know, we knew that, okay, we don't really have to be there because we get a lot of the information from that service. Yep. But uh, we had somebody on point at the nursing home to send us things that we needed from the nursing home. That worked out really well. Then we had another one that we started on last week and we knew that that was a little bit bigger challenge because they keep everything internally. And a lot of times there's a ton of questions and it's, it's gone fairly well, maybe not as good, you know, well as the other one, but uh, we open it up that we think we can do this remote auditing a little bit more and maybe not, you know, the whole thing, but at least get part of it done and then go out for the final part and ask some questions and meet with them face to face. So I think we're looking at that uh, this will cut down on the travel time and the time out on the road and, you know, even the hotel time and stuff like that for employees. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that happening. It's it's for me. I mean, I I fly over a hundred thousand miles a year. I probably spend a hundred and you know twenty nights a year in hotels, uh, uh, going around to conferences and 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 speaking events that I get involved in. I do not see that happening for a long time. So so we're changing. Webinars are coming up for us. I'm going to be starting to do some webinars. The first one I think is out in the middle of May. Um, I think CPA associations are going to have their conferences as remote. I think very well could happen this year, and, and then we'll see what happens. But yep. it sounds like you guys were well-equipped. 2007 on the cloud is probably ahead of a lot of firms out there. So, so yeah. that yep. was nice. Anything else that you like to add on the, uh, the, uh, the stroke aspect of things or the, the way the firms weren't in right now? Probably just on the stroke side is, you know, if, if you – have somebody that has a stroke or you have one yourself, the key part is that rest. Rest. And rest and get, rehab. Get, yep, that's right. Get plenty of rest. Yep. And as far as, uh, you know, today with the virus, it's just, uh, you know, keep calm and and uh, try to keep your employees calm and and thinking smart, I guess. Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, before we wrap up today, and I really appreciate you being part of this, you know, sharing your story like that. But before we wrap up, I always like to wrap up with a, uh, a fun fact uh, on our guest. And I usually will get that ahead of time. I didn't ask you because I have a fun fact that I wanted to share about you already. But, but Dave is probably the largest Iowa State cyclo fan, Cyclone fan that I have ever seen. Every time I see him at a conference, he has Iowa State 
clothes on. I know he has a, a, a I don't know if it's a Winnebago, some kind of RV that he, he drives to the football games. And I'm sure he's got quite a, a tailgate party. He's going to all the football, basketball as well. It sounds like your wife was out at the, the, uh, the, the tournament uh, this year. Oh, no, there yeah. was no tournament. It's right before the tournament, I guess. Well, there was. Yeah, she was supposed to go to the one game and then it got canceled after that. Yeah. Okay. So, so obviously you must have went to Iowa State, correct? That's correct. Yep. And, and both my grandkids are very good at Psy and, <laughs> and Iowa State, even though I live in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, anything that I missed on your fandom there, uh, your fanatic um, fandom of a Cyclones? Yeah, probably, probably just that I have a life-size Psy in my backyard. <laughs> I don't. I'm not surprised by that. And I got the story right on the Winnebago, right? Is it Winnebago or what? Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, it's an RV. Yep, yep. Yeah. And all decked so. out for the tailgating. <laughs> right. Yep. And do you get to every game or? Pretty much, unless I'm at a conference. Otherwise, I'm at every game, and you know we usually have pretty good uh, tailgates and food and drink and so forth. I'm guessing you're a known entity out at the uh, tailgate uh, fields uh, <laughs> out in uh, Ames, right? In Ames, Iowa? That's great. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. Well, it's a lot uh, of fun. Yeah, no, that that's that's uh, my oldest son went to University of Iowa, so there's a rivalry there. Um, but uh, I always like to see the Iowa schools do well. So good luck to the yep. Cyclones as long as they're not playing the Hawkeyes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to start to wrap up, but before we do that, is there any way that if people wanted to get a hold of you, I'm guessing go to the website and uh, they can get information uh, on the firm and yourself. Right. Yeah. You then go to the website of Williams company and uh, my contact information is in there. Dave Radke and uh, has my email address and so forth. All right. Well, great. Go to Williams code that what, what is the actual address oh, yeah so it's williamscpas.com williamscpas.com and actually i was just on your website it looks like it's been updated over the last year or two it's pretty nice looking website yeah we did we uh had somebody updated and we've been really putting a lot of information out there on the uh uh grants ppp loans and things like that too oh yeah i'm sure you guys are busy with that well yeah it looks great well again Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you sharing that story. I think I think people can get a lot out of uh, of how you helped dealt with that and handled it. And 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 it's great to see you where you are now because they're in, at least looking at you and knowing you for so long now. I don't recognize that there's any deficits, whether there are not. But it, it's really great to to see you doing well. Yep. Thank you. So, yeah, well, thank you. So so before we wrap up here, I told you at the beginning of the show that about FAST, and I mentioned that we would tell you what BFAST stood for, so I thought I'd use that opportunity at the end to reiterate that you know time is as, as of an essence when someone's having a stroke. But the BFAST, as compared to the FAST, is B is for balance. If someone's dizzy or, or, or having a hard time stand, that's a sign of a stroke. And E is for eyes. So if someone's vision is blurred or vision is affected, that's another sign. And then the FAST is what we said before. Face drooping, arms drooping, speech slurred or having a hard time uh, speaking, and then T is for time. So that's the most, th most important thing you can do. And as I said before, you can get more information on all that at uh, CEO's website, sseo.org. And I really, again, want to thank Dave for being on the show with us today. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this special show. 
At this point, I'm going to sign off. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, you can find all the links and show notes for today's episode, as well as more about Trimerit at theuniquecpa.com. Uh, remember to subscribe and join us for our next episode, where we will bring you another interesting guest and hear their stories and insights.